welcome to another edition of Menopause Buddies. Today I'm joined by Rachel. Rachel works in the IT industry. Hi, Rachel. Hi, Annie. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Well, thanks very much for joining us. Would you like to tell the listeners a little bit about yourself, Rachel? Okay, Um, so I'm 46 years old. I live in Yorkshire, the best place in the world, according to some people. Um, (laughs) uh, I'm single and I I haven't had any children, Um, not necessarily because I'm career driven. It just hasn't happened for me. But I have a lovely, wonderful little dog. That is my baby. (laughs) So, yeah, um, I've been working in in and around um, what I do within HR implementations and and kind of the payroll industry for about 20 years now, um, 20 plus years. Um, So I'm in a job now that I actually finally love. Um, (laughs) So it it makes it easier to go come to work each day. Uh, Yeah, that's that's probably a bit about me. (laughs) Lovely. Thank you. And now we're obviously here to talk about menopause, perimenopause. So where are you on your journey? Do you want to tell us your experience so far? Sure. Um, I believe I'm quite early in that journey. It's always a bit difficult, I think, um, what I found talking to other people to understand where you are at the beginning in that journey Mm. until it's you've had a lot of the symptoms or you've had the test to say that you're you're you know perimenopausal so it's it's difficult to judge but I am I would say that I've I've known fully that I am perimenopausal probably for the past year but there is the potential that it with hindsight that I may have been going through it beforehand uh, maybe for at least a year um so quite early on indeed it's funny is it's a common theme that you don't it takes a while to realise what it is because yes. you just initially feel a little bit off and, yeah, then you, you sort of get a few of the symptoms. But if you don't get the headline symptoms, mm-hmm. it can take a bit longer. Exactly. And I think that's a common theme that you'll hear a lot of people talking about. And I know it's definitely mentioned in your podcast, Annie, that, you know, I don't have hot sweats, for instance. I've never – I maybe that's the joy to come. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> But at the moment, that's one thing that I don't really suffer from. Um, And my sister and my mum both have been through the menopause. And my mum went through it quite early. She started when she was 36. Then she had my younger sister. So that parked it for a bit. And then I think it was about a year or two years after my younger sister was born, she started again. But in between that, she suffered with postnatal depression. So she had quite a rough journey um, going into menopause, to be quite honest. But their symptoms have been completely different to mine in a lot of ways. So again, you would have thought, well, if your sister and your mum's been through it and have talked about it, then you would realise that you're going through it. And it just isn't the case, to be honest. Uh, So... um, yeah, I haven't, like I said, I haven't had those hot sweats, um, but I have had an emotional hormonal roller coaster of the time the past year. That's been my main issue um, is the hormonal change and how that's affected me emotionally and the sleeplessness and the tiredness. So they're my main symptoms. Everything else um, I haven't really been exposed to. How have you managed um, the symptoms? Yeah, I think I had some of the tools to deal with this beforehand, 
So, I, you know, I, I feel if I was to be hard on myself, I should have dealt with this a lot better. But I have suffered from uh, uh, mental illness from a very young age. Um, so I, I was diagnosed with cyclothemia when I was 27. And before, but before that, I was I was in and out of therapy. I I, I think I, I first went into therapy when I was about 15, 16, mm. um, because of incidents that had happened um, when I was younger. And then it just continued all my adult life. And eventually I was diagnosed when I was 27. And then really still up until probably my mid-30s, late 30s, I still didn't feel I had a handle on it. Um, and I was still getting what I class as episodes, which was small manic highs because cyclothemia is the, the lower end of bipolar. So it's classed as a mood disorder more than anything else. Um, and the episodes that I would have is I would have short bursts of manic highs, but then I'd have long bursts of depression. And right. I can remember when my sister started the menopause, she started at 39. We used to joke in the family because we do joke a lot about things. I think laughter gets you through a lot of things. And we just used yeah. to joke, oh, well, Rachel, you're, you know, and I just say it about myself, oh, I probably wouldn't even know that I'm going through the menopause because I'm on such medication anyway. And, you know, my life is full of this. So, you know, yeah. I, probably wouldn't even, I probably sail through it. I probably won't even know I'm going through it. You know, I probably yeah. deal with it brilliantly. And I didn't. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's, it's taken probably you know, a good long time um, and a few difficult conversations with myself and and then some nicer conversations with myself over the past year to to really sit down and think, okay, how am I going to deal with this? Because it is here. You're not you've not dealt with it very well up to this point and you need to find a way to 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 kind of work with this. And it's also um so last year it got quite bad um around uh last year and i i think what's happened with the menopause because because with a mental illness it's more about a chemical a lack of uh, you know lack of serotonin um which is 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 more of a chemical in your brain but the menopause is more of the hormonal change that you're going through but obviously as we know with hormones and we know just generally having our menstrual cycle each month, we have, you know, the, the feelings beforehand. Some people, um, you know, have extreme, you know, PMT. Um, and it's that unbalance, that hormone balance, which makes you cry, makes you frustrated, you know, all these things that mm. you feel emotionally. And the combination of those was so overwhelming um that last year I actually um tried to take my own life oh because I got to the point where I thought in my 40s I'd finally come out of this place with my mental illness and I'd got a grip on it and I was feeling so much better and I'd got a handle on how to manage that and then I started experiencing these, experiencing these symptoms, which um, and now we're talking about, we go back to the brain fog. I can't think of the word I'm looking for. It <laughs> kind of, 
made then the symptoms of my mental illness worse. It was almost like a catalyst to bring back where I was five years ago with my mental illness. And then it just got to the point where trying to manage that and and, and keep a hold on it all um, just became too much. Wow. Yeah. Um, so I am quite proud of where I am now because I was in such a bad place last year, to be honest. And even after that, I just shut down for probably four months. Um, I carried on working because I was extremely busy at work. And with work, even though it sounds really silly, um, you're there for a purpose. I didn't have to talk about myself. I could put that mask on. Yes, I'm fine. Yes, everything's hunky-dory and just channel all my energy into work. Um, but on the weekends or when I wasn't at clients because I worked from home, I didn't leave the house. You know, I was um, didn't have a phone. I kind of destroyed my phone. I was off social media. I didn't go back on it until earlier on this year. Um and just cut everyone out, really, because I just didn't want to have to talk to anyone. But that that was also a combination of how I used to deal with my episodes of when I was really bad with my mental illness. And then around Christmas, I had two weeks off work and I decided, OK, at the beginning of that, I'm going to take that break. And that's where it came came to me about this resetting, Annie, like because I booked a weekend away in the Lake District um, and I didn't have my phone because I still hadn't got a new phone at that point. Mm. And I went somewhere specifically that had bad Wi-Fi and I sat and read. I walked. I spent proper time with me and I came out of that and I thought, okay, you can find the strength to deal with this. It's not going to be easy, but you can find it. And from that point on, I was fully invested in trying to, to deal with this on a day-to-day basis and try and open up my life again um, and bring people on board with it. Um, so, yeah, that was the turning point for me. Wow. But how strong you are. Uh, I, I suppose so. Yeah. Um, yeah. As, as strong as the next woman going through it, I would say, you know, I think every woman going through this is when with hindsight, I think we will all look back on this and think, wow, what did we achieve here under the circumstances? But I don't think that comparison to other people is healthy. And I would say that to, to other women going through this, don't look at celebrities. Don't look even at the woman next to you and think, oh, wow, they're doing so much better than me or, you know, how they're dealing with it so much better. They're so much stronger than me. We're all strong and we're all dealing with it the best that we can. Um, comparing yourself to someone else, especially when you're going through this, is, 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 is really unhealthy. Yeah, and irrelevant because everyone's journey is so exactly. different. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's sad. Yeah. That's great advice. Wow. So you got to grips with the menopause when you worked out what it was. And then what did you do then? Um, I 
did initially, well, not initially, um, I think it was probably about six months in after um, I was um, diagnosed properly with it from a test, as you do, um, I did start taking HRT, but it didn't didn't sit very well with me. And at the time, due to circumstances around me, I didn't really have, I felt uh, at that point in time, I didn't really have the time to see if it would pan out. So I took my, I stopped taking it. So I didn't really deal with the menopause very well to start off with. But this year, what I've started doing is I've adopted, um, because of the journey that I've been on, I've now started getting back into my exercise. I take a lot of the herbal supplements. Um, um, I'm taking uh, vitamin D. I'm uh, in the spray form. I take uh, magnesium in the spray form as well collagen um and the main thing is therapy i have to say that's been a, a huge benefit to me um and just eating better and being kinder to myself um i never thought i'd say that but yes being a bit kinder to myself and i would say the probably the t- the past two months it's made a huge i'm starting to come out of it and it's starting to make a huge difference oh brilliant and yeah. and then the, the therapy that you're having is that um where you go you talk about the menopause and- i think um again if you don't mind me referring back to some of the things that other people have said in your podcast i think it's a general theme with women going through the menopause that you know we don't want time off work and we we don't need a lot of things we don't need anyone to fix us what i think a lot of women want is just someone to speak to for a period of time you know an hour 15 minutes that's what therapy normally is and they can just say whatever they want with no judgment and come away feeling I'm just glad I've just got that off my chest because I think it is it's it can at some points um fill your life so much going through the menopause it's all you can think about and talk about and I my go-to when I do kind of communicate with people is like I don't want to be a burden I've always had this I don't want to be a burden I don't want to talk about this because I don't want it to be the fifth or the sixth time that I'm talking to about someone they must be getting bored about me talking about this Mm. so even though I have had a support system having someone independent that will truly listen to you which is such an amazing skill sit there and just listen to you without thinking oh, how should I respond to this? How can I fix her? You know, what am I going to say next? It's it's so unburdening. It really is. It's just such a relief after my sessions that I've just been able to say what I want to say for, for 50 minutes and wow. then come out of it and just think, okay, I've done that now. I've parked it. I feel good. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. I love that. Yeah, because in, in today's society, we don't get, I mean, in the old days, I guess you'd go to your doctor and they would listen, mm-hmm. even if they probably in the old days, they didn't know much about the menopause, but a lot of the listening would have helped Exactly. Just be heard because we're not heard so much today. We're just, we go on this like conveyor belt of life mm-hmm. and it gets faster and faster. And there's no time to just, uh, as you say, just talk about what's what's happening. And I, I think that's a wonderful idea. It is. Yeah. And um, when I finally actually um, opened up to work about how how I was feeling at the beginning of this year, they um, had a thing called um, Working Transitions, a partnership with Working Transitions. 
And part of that partnership, they've just introduced it within Working Transitions, is menopause coaching. So it's two sessions with someone who is qualified, I assume, within within menopause. And it, the woman I got had, always, had already been through it as well. And it's an opportunity to talk not about really work, but about how I'm coping with it within the workplace. And um, the, the woman that I dealt with gave some really good tips. Um, and again, it's just that opportunity to talk about it. Um, so I got two sessions of that through work, um, which I found really helpful. It's about someone just sitting there listening, understanding what you're going through, um, and just giving you those helpful tips at the end of it that you may not have thought about. Um, so because I'm not on HRT, I'm relying on a bit more of um, other aspects to try and help manage the systems and, and, and cope with things. And so the lady that I was speaking to also went down that route. So it was it was quite interesting to talk to her. And she, you know, I, I, I'm not a great fan of mindfulness, but right. the way she talked about it and the way and the mindfulness that that she told me to apply and then also my therapist, it was tailored to that resistance to generic mindfulness and therefore I found it helpful and I think this is this is what women need it's I know doctors are busy and I know the NHS is busy so you have you know if you go to the doctors you have maybe 10 or 15 minutes to try and condense how you're feeling and possibly what you may want to do about that and a lot of the answers is more to do with writing a prescription and getting you on some kind of medication rather than everything else, unless you have mm. a really good doctor. So I think exploring these alternative avenues are really helpful. Um, it's not for everybody, but it you know it, it could help you. Um, I'm you know I'm a big believer now in mindfulness, and I never thought I'd say that. So you know you you, you can explore these things and find something that suits you. That's brilliant because, yes, mindfulness worked really well for me, I have to say, and yeah. I may have had a bit of initial resistance to it. But, it, yeah, I, it, it, yeah, it's just taking that time and that peace and living in the moment and it just gives you a, a different perspective on things and, and slows and calms everything yeah. down. It does. And I think if, if you suffer, if you're, if you're going through the menopause and you suffer like me where it's more to do with the – how the hormones affect you emotionally it's very overwhelming and it's those times where you feel completely overwhelmed and you just go into tunnel vision and you can't see anything else apart from how you're feeling that's when the mindfulness is is of so much use it oh, really yeah. is because it then just allows you to to step back out of that take some time and it's probably normally now once you practice it it probably takes about five or ten minutes at most and then you can go back into whatever you're doing feeling you know a huge you know 100% better about what what's what that situation now is yeah and easier to deal with it uh yeah yeah it gives you I, I'd say it gives you a, a sort of inner resilience mm -hmm. yeah yeah brilliant yeah definitely and, and I guess because you've gone through this stage quite early it, it's it's more difficult I know you've got your mum and your sister to talk to mm -hmm. but I guess from a a, a a social group you don't have as many other people to talk to to compare because they're not at no. that stage yet which makes it more complicated doesn't it 
Yeah, I don't have anyone really at the moment who is going through the menopause. They they may be experiencing early signs of it mm-hmm. um, because really, if, if you're not feeling right in yourself, whether you're it's the early symptoms of menopause or whether it's something else, you should always go and speak to someone and get someone you know to talk to or, or check yourself out anyway, mm-hmm. shouldn't you? That's so, great advice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I am officially the first one <laughs> to go through it I'll, I'll be a wise old sage you will be everyone <laughs> everyone will be coming to you for advice shortly yeah <laughs> <laughs> well it, it sounds though Rachel that you've you know you've got a good handle on it and that you've um you know if you if you can't take HRT you know if it doesn't agree with you then mm-hmm. you, you've got to find other avenues haven't you and you've you do you've worked at that and found a balance yeah. that that is helping you and I think that's what every woman needs to do yeah but I I, I have to say though and, and this isn't because I, I want to sound like my journey's been worse than anyone else it is it is a matter of persistence though so and I, I think from speaking to people even who are on HRT and this is the one of the things I, I think can be difficult to accept is that there will still be weeks or times when it's you feel like nothing's working and you are going up and down emotionally and things seem to take a step backwards. But I think that's just the menopause possibly. Um, and you just have to push on. You just have to push on through it. Um, and like I said, try and deal with it the best that you can it's hard to describe it but I'm sure you understand only being through it yourself you know there's there's still times where things aren't things don't seem to be going your way you seem to be struggling things seem to be get overwhelming again and it's about taking the time to reset and and move forward and what I found in that is um I take a weekend away and I know that that's a luxury but it's normally just a couple couple of days with the dog hiking somewhere and just no wi-fi no social media just resetting myself and uh, oh. not talking to anyone and then i come back feeling refreshed again that yeah. sounds, sounds wonderful and if we can all find our reset button and then you come back feeling refreshed I mean, again everyone's different but it's not every day where the symptoms are full-on where they do blindside you it's no yeah so you're not always going to be able to control it. You're not always going to be able to to do something about what you're experiencing in that point of time. And it's getting your head around that, um, accepting it. And therefore, I think you, it's easier to accept the times where things aren't working. And I, I have struggled with that because I, I don't understand sometimes, and I've had this all the way through in my life, why is this not working? I'm doing everything right. Why do I still feel like this? And it's hard to get to that position of acceptance that, okay, well, you're just going to feel like this and it's going to be temporary. And then, you know, two days time, you'll probably feel a lot better. I've been, I've, I've actually had that this week, to be honest. Um, I've just been feeling off all week, very on edge, very anxious, but I've had three periods of menstrual cycles I'm not sure what, what people like to refer it to but I've had three in the past month and um, oh. so I've gone from uh, having probably eight months to nine months of them being you know regular as regular as what they, they used to be and then I've gone back to it being erratic again and that erraticness is it's been terrible this week I've not been sleeping um 
and that's made me feel on edge but then yesterday I just kind of sat down did some mindfulness kind of tried to relax did some exercise went to bed early and it just worked and I've woken up this morning feeling a lot better but what I tried not to do is panic about that this week like I was at the beginning letting it overwhelm me to the point where I'm then inside my head and it become, becomes quite negative and damaging. That's amazing because that's really, really good advice. Yeah. That will help a lot of people. So, well, yeah. you know, depending on when you're going through it and, you know, if people try and take that time for yourself. Now, Rachel, you said you, you didn't handle the beginning very well of the menopause. Yeah. Well, I think you, you, you've handled it all amazing because look where you are now. And I think yeah. we have to take all of us have to take away yeah. the negative um, comments we make to ourselves because yeah. we all get ourselves through it in whichever way we can. And you had a, you know, you've had an extra um, difficulty. You know, the the double whammy of of mental health or, or menopause on top of mental health, mm-hmm. and you've come to be where you are now, incredibly strong. You've you're you're coming out the other end stronger wiser and giving us all lessons <laughs> I, I would I would say though I mean yeah I've had a very good support system mm. so you know my, my friends and family even though it must have been difficult especially for my family mm. um they've allowed me to to find this way without guilt if that makes sense. So yeah, I've, totally. I've been yeah. able to come out of this not feeling guilty for that period where I pushed everyone away yeah, um, and not feeling guilty for finding, you know, my own way through this and coming back to them um, when I have done, because I, I did, you know, I didn't, didn't speak to people and, that could be taken the wrong way couldn't it people could could have you know taken that personally or or however you know within within that and I have had a very good support system that have like I said allowed me to to make that journey and um, come back into their lives when I felt like it and still now um, so still now I will switch off my phone if um, I'm having a bad week, like this week, I have uh, tried as much as possible, not even though it's difficult with jobs because <laughs> mm. <laughs> I'm client facing, try as much as possible because I've, I've been feeling that well of emotion inside. I've tried not to engage with people as much um, because as well, I think when you're feeling like that, it's it, it's easier to deal with it if you don't have to deal with people's reactions to how you're feeling because they're you know someone that you're engaging with they have their own problems they've got their own issues and if you're projecting this emotion and maybe not in the right way I can be a bit snappy sometimes um, and short when I'm feeling like this because I in the back of my mind I don't want to have to deal with you if that I know it sounds awful but I don't want to have to deal with you yeah. because yeah, I'm well. to deal yeah. with myself yeah so my my tone of voice my answers may be very short and very snappy but it's because I'm trying to control what I'm feeling so I don't explode at you <laughs> it's very easy for them to take that personally because they don't know particularly that you're 
trying to deal with that yeah. and you can't you can't go around telling everyone how I've dealt with it this week is just tried to not talk to people as much um I've switched off my phone I've talked to my family and stuff like that but just try to remove myself from situations where you know I would come away and think oh god you've not handled that very well Rachel or you let that spill out and then I'm feeling guilty and then I've got guilt on top of yeah I'm feeling yeah. already you found a yeah. coping mechanism yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 so still now I mean it's not the period of time that I took away from it last year but still now I see the benefits of trying to you know disengage from 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 people sometimes because it's not healthy for me and without yeah. feeling guilty about it as well yeah um yeah and I just think you need to be very proud of yourself where you are now I'm getting there yeah <laughs> like I said, um I have other I've always had issues with um seeing my self-worth and 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 thinking good things about myself so that along with the menopause going back into therapy I, I am getting to um a, a better place in my life again as I was before I started with these hormonal symptoms yeah <laughs> um so yeah uh I am I am I feel like I'm starting on that journey again afresh but surprisingly um I feel a bit a lot more positive about where I'm going to end up this time so yeah I'm in a very that's good place great. at the moment that's <laughs> wonderful to hear and thank you so much for sharing that story because you know there will be loads of people who are having mental health issues and then menopause comes along and mm. you know that on top of 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 that is a, is difficult to, to to cope with i mean the the menopause itself can be mm -hmm. difficult on its own but to hear the, the you know the way you've coped with it and in the the beautiful way you've relayed you know your journey i think will inspire other people and help them i have loved talking to you rachel that has been a wonderful You're welcome. Um, journey to go on with thank you, you. And, um, thank you thank you for joining me for this edition of menopause buddies if you've been affected by any of the issues that rachel raised please do contact your healthcare provider and talk it through with them if you'd like to be on menopause buddies please contact me on annie at menopausebuddies.co.uk mm -hmm.